Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. This show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Also the apple of Obi-Wan Kenobi's eye. It's Satine Blyze himself. Oh, Satine. I see what you did there, you spicy <laughs> Jabba the Hud. How are you, mate? You good? Doing well. This is the only reason I look forward to a Monday, as, should, as it should be the only reason anyone looks forward to a Monday. Star Wars Sessions Monday. I mean, I mean, this is true. I mean, really, it's Star Wars Sessions Wednesday for the listeners. But we're, for, for us folk who record this bad boy week in, week out, which is, of course, an absolute privilege, um, we record on a Monday. And yes, Matthias, you absolute legend, when... I have finished work on a Monday. I can't help but think to myself, mate, I get to shoot the Galactic Breeze tonight. Yes, Star Wars How good is every that? day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every, every day. day. Well, you've mentioned it. Should we talk some Star Wars? What's been happening in the galaxy? Bly G11. Oh, Bly G11. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, right, so first up on the new segment, Entertainment Weekly has dropped some new Mandalorian news and images. I mean, these images look fantastic. However, I'm going to be honest with you right now, Matt, okay? When I saw I, – the first image I saw was the Mandalorian fighting the – <laughs> I, I think – I think – are they Trandoshans? They are Trandoshans, yeah. They're they are Trandoshans, right? Yeah, so, right, like, I, I, I saw that legit, okay? When I first saw that, I thought it was, like, toy photography yeah, or something. Yeah, like, man that looks like a toy. That? Now, okay, so I think, I think, and actually, there's the other scene where um, he is with uh, Cara Dune, who's, of, of course, played by Gina Carano. Yep. Um, right, and they're, they're in, like, some sort of tent. I don't know, with stuff in it. Bunker or something. I don't know. If if you're listening to this podcast, um, try and whip up the Mandalorian Entertainment Weekly images. It might be a good shout. If not, enjoy our very mediocre descriptions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, this is classic Star Wars sessions, really, isn't it? Um, right. Okay. So, okay. The 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 one of um, the Mandalorian and Cara Dune inside the tent, and the one of the Mandalorian find the Trandoshans look. A little weird to me, but especially the Trandoshan one. But I think it is because of the lighting. And I don't think it's a still from like a video camera. I think it's like an on-set photographer. I don't know if this has even been clarified or not, but I just get that feeling. However, the final image, this is my favorite image, actually. I don't, I don't know which one uh, yours is, Matt. <laughs> but it's, it's the Mandalorian. Cara Dune and a female standing outside of this like wooden hut, which looks like one of the original concepts for like the Ewok villages for Endor. That's cool. And I think that looks absolutely sick. 
I'm looking forward to this, man. Um, so, yeah, th- th- those are the images that were dropped. And also on top of that, there was a, a little bit of news that was shared. Firstly, um, that the Mandalorian is going to explore the origins of the First Order. That was mentioned. And I think that makes absolute sense because when we see uh, the Mandalorian and the status of the Empire in the footage that we've we've seen so far, you know, the Empire aren't necessarily the guys on top. Mm-hmm. You know, the official trailer like starts off with a bunch of Stormtrooper helmets um, like with spikes through them, you know. So they're definitely not on top, are they, Matt? The only thing they're on top of is those spikes. Those helmets on top oh! of those spikes. They are not. And I loved this bit of news. And the pictures, I I like the pictures. I think the one with the Mando and Cara June looking like they're going to throw down, that's clearly it. Yeah, that's an on-set photographer. And that glo- it looks so glossy. And I think that's what gives it away to me because the, the aesthetic of the show from the trailer doesn't look anything as shiny as that. The yeah. the Trandoshan one, I agree. I thought that looked like a couple of toys, like a diorama set up. However, yeah. what it does show us is we're going to get some action. The Mandalorian is going to come up against people who aren't fans of his, basically. So I'm glad to see we're getting some alien species in there. And the one with the tent, until you told me it was like a concept of the early Ewok villages, I was looking at it thinking, that could be the most un-Star Wars photo I've ever seen. It honestly looks so like un-Star Warsy, but... Because there's like a fishing line there and there's a couple of bucket and a, a, a milk churn, I imagine, in the background. But the more I look at it, the more I can the more I can kind of see what they're going for. And now you've mentioned the, the Ewok village. That makes perfect sense. It could just be another part of Endor. It isn't. I'm certainly not saying that. But, you know, when you mention the Ewoks, I, then I then look at it with a new set of eyes and think, hey, that could be around the corner from the Ewok village. I think the actress is um, Julie Julia Jones, who was... In the Twilight Saga, I believe that's who she is, and she seems to be in the. She's in the trailer a few times. I think she's the one who's cuddling the boy or the or the young child. Sorry, so she's that must be the mother, and by the looks of it, has something to do with the Mandalorian, unless they're just keeping her safe. So the images yeah. didn't blow me away necessarily, but what they did do is just remind me that in two months' time, the rest of the world, apart from the UK, are going to get to see The Mandalorian, the first UK TV series. <laughs> that we know of. I know. So far. That we know of so As of far. Now. But the origins of the first... Sorry, the origins of the First Order, you said, you said it just right. The galaxy is in turmoil. Why shouldn't they start sowing the seeds? We know that the... I think the... Um, the aftermath said basically the war isn't over. We know that there's contingencies all over the galaxy. There's uh, Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Has he got something to do with it? Dave Filoni said we, not everybody suddenly turns into a good guy because the Death Star's gone. So I'm all for exploring the origins of the First Order, even though they're 30 years out or 25 years out. Yeah. And okay, so so just just clarifying on some um, more character details, um, Pedro Pascal explain the difference between the Mando and Boba Fett. Yeah. Obviously, the the only similarities really are face value. Boba Fett wears Mandalorian armor. Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian. He's a clone, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but even even that, I don't even think Jango Fett was a Mandalorian, was he? He was just a simple guy trying to make his way through the galaxy. 
Yeah, just an average pimp, really. Um, <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> hustling, hustling. Uh, Gina Carano uh, discussed Cara Dune, her character she is playing, and uh, she said she's gone from planet to planet. She's a loner. She's strong. She runs into the Mandalorian on one of these planets that she's hiding out on and thinks that he's there to take her in, and then their relationship escalates from there Ooh. interesting so i'm i'm kind of thinking these guys are kind of like like gonna be a tag team you know yeah. she's gonna be she's gonna be the sidekick right i that's what i that's what i get from that um i would say the legion of dune yeah i think they might just be by the just by the images we've seen just these three images they're together in two of them and one looks like they're gonna throw down together and the other one looks like they've just gone fishing and just waiting for the dinner to cook so it looks yeah, like they're going to be wait. together. Yeah, I mean, so you know in that picture where they're just chilling? Yeah. On the, on the you know. So, okay, guys, if you have this picture available, I hope you get do. it up right now. <laughs> and if not, like I said, enjoy these uh, descriptions. But can you do me a favor? You're looking at a picture, right, Matt? I am indeed, of course. The, the, the One of the main reasons why I said this is like an on-set photographer is because you see on the left, you have a green background. Yep. Okay, that, my friend, I am pretty sure is like a backdrop. Yeah, that looks a like a green, a green screen or this um, whatever, this new technology they're trying to I, pioneer but, or something yeah, that's been I, photoshopped in. Yeah, yeah, or, or even like a painting or something. And the thing that gives it away for me is you can kind of see where it starts. And there's <laughs> yeah, like this grass, there's grass yeah. on the floor. And then, you know, so, and and... In the video, you know, it's not going to come across like that obvious. It's only a photographer with like literally a camera snap would would catch something like that. So that's why I'm thinking this is just like an on-set photographer. Um, you never know. I might be completely wrong and I'll get mugged off. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to share that tiny little thought with you. Um, but on top of that, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard also discussed directing on the show and whatnot. And she said it was a dream come true on so many levels. John Favreau is a brilliant filmmaker, but he's a better mentor. He just wants to share in the excitement and passion of filmmaking and what's possible. Which I think is really cool. I think that's really nice to hear from from Bryce Dallas Howard. It's nice to like all I get from this set and from this production is is positive vibes. And people seem to know what they're talking about. People seem to be enjoying this project. Project, You know, it's nice to see. John Favreau seems to just exude passion and positivity, and Dave Filoni. Um, but John Favreau just seems to absolutely love being in this world, being in this sandpit, and being able to play with these toys. And, I mean, he was, mm-hmm. he was um, oh, I can't remember, previous, but I think he, he was in the Clone Wars, and he, the Mandalorian he voiced. So he's always wanted to be yeah. part of this show, whether it's a Boba Fett show or Boba Fett or a Mandalorian show. So it's great to know that he's passing on his knowledge because he's also, he hasn't obviously just done Star Wars. He's done the Iron Man films, Jungle Book, The Lion mm. King that came out recently, plus many other things. So the, guy's, the guy knows what he's talking about. Bryce Dallas Howard is a, it's fairly wet behind the ears when it comes to directing. And obviously mm. she's got a pretty good uh, role model in her father, someone called Ron Howard the solo director, to get some advice from as well. So that's always going to help. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she comes up with because I'm not familiar with much of her work. So I'm interested. I'm just interested to see what the characters cast have to say about their characters. Obviously, 
Pedro Pascal having to sort of explain the difference between the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Don Favreau's confirmed that Boba is not in this. He's not going to be anywhere near it. He might be mentioned, but he's not in it. And firstly, Boba Fett didn't really do a lot, whereas the Mandalorian looks like he's going to, you know, he's going to take falls out left, right and centre. He also said that like, Boba Fett was a villain, whereas the Mandalorian is more like a dark hero. It's like Batman to mm-hmm. me. I loved that little saying. Gina Carano being a loner. There's always got to be a loner somewhere in Star Wars, and it looks like Gina Carano's going to be that. So I'm, I love the positivity that's come out of this. It just, yeah. whilst the pictures didn't do much to get me more excited, just hearing what everybody's saying is getting me more and more pumped. Plus, again, every day that goes by, this is getting closer, and I am 99% sure this is not going to disappoint. I'm excited <laughs> thinking about it already. And, dude, I, I'm just going to say one thing, right? This Because something else happened this weekend. Shout out to all the people that leaked this. I know there's a dude called Kylo Ren Collector, I think, on Instagram. And he leaked the new Black Series figures that are coming out this Force Friday, which is going to be 4th of October yep. 2019. They're calling it Triple Force Friday because that's uh, for the toys, the Episode 9 toys coming out. Mandalorian toys coming out and Jedi Fallen yeah. Order stuff coming out too, which is sweet. I cannot wait to see the stuff that comes out. But we did actually get a little sneak peek of this stuff too. So like I said, people, get Googling if you've not seen it already. But there is a sweet, sweet Mandalorian six-inch figure coming out that I might just need to cop. I've already said I'm clearing off some room on my shelves now. I'm going to take down some some of the stuff on our shelves. The Mando's going up there. Cara Dune, Grief Karga. They're all going up there. That Trandoshan maybe as well. They're all going up on my shelf. So if anyone's listening, be nice because I would really like these to go on my shelves, please. So they looked (laughs) awesome because we saw it on our stories, which we'll give the links out for our socials later. But man... That Mando one looks the bomb, and what people have been noticing, which it isn't hard to hard to see, going back to those pictures again in the diorama where he's fighting those Trandoshans, where everything looks plastic. He's a dusty. His his armor looks awful. Basically, it looks like Boba Fett's armor, muggy, murky, and not particularly very flashy. Flash forward to the photos with Cara June and Julia Jones. He's he's had a buff, man. His armor yeah. is sparkly clean. So. Whether, whether that best guy's doing something, whether he's um, leveled up, or if the gamers would say, or he's just got new armour along the way, maybe this could be the end of the show, maybe it's the beginning of the, the series, who knows, but he's looking, he's looking fly, he's looking sparkly, man. I actually cannot, cannot wait to watch this stuff. But Matt, I, I, I want to add, just allocate the last like minute or two of this discussion, okay, and I want to dedicate it to Disney Plus UK. <laughs> what is going on? Hashtag the Mando for UK. Mate, I, I'm thinking, who was it? Was it was it Luke Summerfield, Snicked 87, who suggested cheeky Mandos for the lads? Oh, that was, uh, that was Ant Shot first, a Sheffield legend. Was it Ant Shot? My bad, my bad. Okay. Snicked 87 has been, a, compu- been, a, uh, been shouting for this. He, he's been he's been going crazy for this, and I don't blame him because us we we have too, dude. Is it time we just start using that hashtag and see what happens? Cheeky, uh, cheeky man, those for the lads. I mean, it can't 
it, 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 it can't it can't hurt, right? I mean, it's just a bit of banter at the end of the day, really, isn't it? Cheeky mandos for the lads. And for our dear American and global global listeners, <laughs> this is an absolutely fantastic pun that and invented <laughs> because there is a hashtag in Britain called Cheeky Nandos for the lads. And for those of you who don't know, which I'm guessing is a lot of you, um, because Nando's is a restaurant. And I'm pretty sure it's it's only in a few countries. It's originally from South Africa, but it like took off crazy in the UK, right? Some good chicken. And there's literally there, there's it's basically peri peri chicken for, like Portuguese peri peri chicken and chips. <laughs> and, basically, and, that's yeah. it, and Mozambique right? and that's beer. It. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, that's it, right? And and this and honestly, this this restaurant there is like at least a few in every town in Britain. Like okay. It's honestly, it's crazy. I actually have a friend who works at Nando's headquarters in so London, deep. and and he gets to eat free Nando's oh, every single lunchtime. I mean, it's an absolute joke. I mean, he's living the dream. The force is strong with if him. If there was right? a dream, it would be chicken and Star Wars. So anyway, right? So there, there is this hashtag, uh, cheeky Nando's for the lads. That lots of um, people in Britain use, you know, and people have their own opinions on that. But I reckon we should use it for our own Mandalorian campaign here in Britain. But international listeners, feel free to jump in on the hype. Hashtag Cheeky Mandos for the lads. I Get love it. it. Trending. Get Too it trending, right. boys. Lad, and the lad Bible will love this. Yeah, what, what an absolute king. Right, okay, that's enough from me, mate. No, all, all <laughs> over that. Cheeky oh, Mandos for the lads. Get it out there. for that Because the, 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 if we get to see it, we can share it with all of you guys. So, uh, yeah, Disney Plus, I know you're listening. Cheeky Mandos for the lads. Give us that Mando. <laughs> so, give us that peri-peri sauce. Come on, son. Um, okay, so moving on to something something slightly less antagonising. There's no Mandos for the lads here. Something a lot nicer, kind of. Um, our boy Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott have been doing public appearances <laughs> together. Um, but Disney have said, stop for now. They've put the kibosh on it. First off, the pair are in, they're in Salt Lake City in Utah for the FanX Comic Convention. Um, and they firstly, they paid a visit to Primary Children's Hospital to talk to the kids and bring some cheer from the dark side, which was lovely to see. Um, first, I mean, it's so great to see the guys together and that they've remained you know, friends since the prequel trilogy there, when they appeared at the 40th anniversary panel at Celebration a few years back, that showed how much love and respect they have for each other. And the kids looked pleased to see them, but the actual meet and greet itself looked a little bit awkward because it's a really nice moment, but there's so many people there just, you know, putting phones in their faces and it looked a bit, uh, you could tell they, they just wanted a bit of time to themselves because obviously these kids, it, 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 it's a ch- hospital for sick children and Ian and Hayden were trying to have these kind of private conversations with the kids. And it's, there was three or four people with a camera putting in their faces. And it, it looked a bit, it looked like they would rather have a bit of quiet time. But it was a lovely, lovely gesture. And they were playing with some of the Star Wars toys and commenting on the costumes that these kids were wearing. So that was lovely to see. They also turned up at the, uh, the gate crash, the Empire Strikes Back in concert uh, with the Utah Symphony to introduce the show. And of course, they asked the audience to cheer loudly for Darth Vader and Palpatine. But the most interesting part of this is that they were actually scheduled to appear at the convention, which is why they were there, as part of something called a Star Wars Spotlight panel. Not the Star Wars sessions, but Star Wars Spotlight panel. Um, Saturday just gone, Saturday the 7th. But Disney have, have pulled them out of it, which I find extremely interesting. Why did they do it? Apparently, 
the rumour has it that Disney were worried about potential spoilers getting out for The Rise of Skywalker, which of course has led people to believe that Hayden's going to be back in it. And the first thing I thought of was, surely Disney can't control Hayden Christensen's public appearances. They can't say, Hayden, you can't do this, unless maybe... So he had a contract with them that made that He's exactly which which I could say. He's nailed it. That's it. So it, it because you know that would be like you know McDonald's saying to me, "Look, you can't talk about McDonald's on your show. I've got no contract. I do what I want." But if I was contracted to McDonald's or or Nando's, then they would they could have potentially some say in what we do. So you hear this story that um, Hayden and Ian were supposed to just be at a Star Wars spotlight panel nothing to do necessarily with the rise of skywalker or anything it's just you know spotlight on the franchise but disney have apparently said no because well, they have said no they've pulled them out apparently because of the spoilers you saw that and i know you're a man who gets excited easily like me what did you think dude dude how do how do i how do i say this right our boy our boy dan sextoni right our patron our loyal listener he called it a few months ago. He said Hayden Christensen has been in the UK a lot. Okay, you know, and on I the mean, convention circuit it, as well. We, yeah, he, he's so. I think there's two ways to look at this. We've already discussed this year that Hayden Christensen has been in the UK a lot, like suspiciously a lot, and the films game. are made here, right? Yeah. And listen, I mean, the UK is it's. You know, I really enjoy living here. You know, all in all, it's a great place. But, you know, who goes on holiday that much here, right? I mean, unless it's for business. I mean, I don't know if he's been making any, like, massive blockbuster films over in Pinewood or Elstra or wherever. The short answer is or, no. You know, of course he's not. He's made Little Italy. You know, he's made, like, these small films over in America. And, what well, I say quote-unquote small. You know what I mean. <laughs> and And then there's this. You know, Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen have kind of said, hey, let's go around um, the American convention circuit together, um, you know, because it it makes a lot of sense. And like you said, you know, what you're spot on with the contract thing, man. Like Hayden Christensen could do what he wants, yeah. you know, um, and yet – They've been pulled you from know, the panel. He, they've, they've, they've been pulled from the panel. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it did get to that point that even, you know, a few a few months ago, was it a few months ago? Maybe like two months ago, it was the London Film and Comic yeah, yeah. Con, right, here in the UK. And uh, Hayden Christensen was there, and so was Ian McDermott. Um, and at that point, it was one of those things where we, we, I think we mentioned it in passing in one of our podcasts two months ago. And it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, is this proof that they're you know he's going to be in episode nine? You know, not not particularly. I mean, it could be a little convincing, but it's not definite proof. However, they've they've done a lot of conventions together, like a lot, and it's got to the point where you know everyday people, everyday geeks, pop culture enthusiasts have kind of clocked on to the fact that <laughs> Palpatine. And Anakin Skywalker are bowling it around the convention, Just swaggering around, together. yeah, hanging out together. You know, and exactly, and I don't know. I think, do you know what Disney have gone? Hang on, this is getting a little obvious. <laughs> uh, I think you guys need to like pack it in a little bit. And listen, mate, 
I listen. I thought. I thought Anakin Skywalker was going to have a cheeky little appearance in Episode Nine. Now I'm thinking he's definitely going to be in Nine. Well, the only thing against that though is maybe, and I don't mean to be devil's advocate and be the contrarian, but it just pops into my head. No, so I'm, definitely, I'm trying to think of the reasons why it could just be hot air. Maybe they, Ian McDermott has definitely got a contract with Disney. Maybe they said to Ian, "You can't do this." And it was, and maybe the convention was like, well, <laughs> we've advertised both of you. We can't just have one of you. And maybe that was why they were pulled. True, true. I mean, hopefully not though. Okay, 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 okay. Good. Okay. Sorry, good. <laughs> no, good point. Good point. But they have been doing the convention circuit together though, and they've been meeting fans, and they've been, you know, openly speaking with fans during their photo op. So there's just as much chance anyone could say, "Are you in the new film?" and and Hayden could sort of smirk. I don't see how you could, you know, if let's for argument's sake, let's say what you let's say what you said is true, and you know, Hayden Christensen isn't obligated or contracted by Disney or, or Lucasfilm or whatever. Um, you know, surely he'd be like, well, I'm, I've been paid to do this so we can work something yep, out. Yep. You know, I, I kind of don't believe that, 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 that at least Hayden couldn't do it on his own. No. If Ian was kind of pulled by Disney, which I'd kind of understand. Um, that's just my two cents yeah. worth anyway. But, is this confirmed evidence? No. And I think with episode nine in particular, it's going to be very important to go in there open-minded and not have like your ideas and theories set in stone in your head canon, um, only to be disappointed. And I'm not, I'm not saying this isn't going to happen. I think it's highly likely. It's just, you know, until it's definitely confirmed, there, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go in a little open-minded, despite the fact, you know, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, we don't exaggerate our Star Wars sessions, but that could be no, the end of us. Exaggeration. The show like will that. end if he's not there. No, I, I, I agree. I can't really add much more to that other than Hayden. Hayden Christian is a shy guy. He lives. He can't. He, he, he operates his farm in Toronto. Goes to watch the Maple Leafs. Spends time with his daughter. You know he's a he's a an introverted kind of dude. He doesn't he's, do these he's been conventions. Loving the, yeah, he's been loving these conventions. Exactly, he's been doing these though, smaller films here and there. Some very some decent films as well. And literally, I quite enjoyed because I love Emma Roberts and I love Hayden and I love pizza. And so the three of them together, and also Canada looks beautiful in it. So all in all, I liked it. Most other people didn't, but yeah, he doesn't do the con circuit, so it kind of makes me wonder as well. However. As until until December, it's all just you know smoke and mirrors. Could it be? Would it be? Maybe. So I'm going to try it. not to get my hopes up, but I'm going to be lying if I said I'm not getting my hopes up. That's it, gangster. That is it. Absolutely What's right. Next, my up man? next, up next, we have our final little cheeky bit of news. And um, people, get out your calendars, right? Because something special is happening. One of cinema's greatest mysteries. Is it about to be solved? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Well, yesterday evening, YouTuber Jamie Stangroom, who is a British native, he works a little bit on the BBC, and he has his own YouTube channel, does lots of Star Wars videos. He's great. Check him out. He's also got crazy cool hair. Yeah, he does. Absolute lad. Absolute lad. But anyway, we digress. Jamie Stangroom thinks he might 
have just solved one of Star Wars and cinema's greatest mystery in his upcoming documentary, The Empire Strikes Door, coming out on the 25th of September, people. Wednesday, I think that's a Wednesday. Wednesday, 25th of September. Check it out. The Empire Strikes Door. The mystery, people, is who was the stormtrooper who bashed his head on the door (laughs) in A New Hope? in the original Star Wars. Well, apparently, I never knew this, Matt, but apparently there are two guys who claim to be that stormtrooper. Who could it be? Guys, go watch the trailer. It came out Sunday, just gone. So when was that? Sunday, the uh, 8th of 8th September. Of September yeah. go, go go, have a cheeky look, right? It's worth a look. It's you, You'll get some giggles out of it. I'm really looking forward to seeing this little documentary. Are you, Matt? Mate, uh, Master Blywalker sent me this last night and said, hey, check this out, basically, in his, in his excited way. So I watched it, and suddenly I'm thinking, I can't wait for this documentary because it looks at both parts interesting and hilarious at the same time. Just yeah, Basically, two, two guys claim to be that stormtrooper who bashed his head. There's lie detectors used, but apparently they're not, they're not actually crucial to the outcome of the finding. So one of them must just drop out. I'd imagine there's probably thousands of people claiming to be that guy, but yeah, there's always been two names that kind of circulate, and now they're in the same room together, having to look each other in the eye, and it's, it's this fun sort of tension between them, where they're both sort of sitting there saying, like, well, oh, I'm the guy. No, I'm the guy. No, it was me. It's fantastic, but we're going to find out, mate. It's going to be a Star Wars Sessions Wednesday, and the Empire Strikes Door Wednesday. I cannot wait, and i mean that in all yeah, i'm so man. excited we'll link we'll link the video in our socials but yeah check it out because it's going to be a laugh and hopefully one of the it is one of the greatest mysteries in cinema may finally unravel oh dude i cannot wait to see it you know what one day it'd, it'd be great to get jamie on the show so if he's listening jamie contact us or we're going to try and contact you mate we're going to try and make this happen i'm all up for that i'm all up for that I can't wait to see it. So yeah, guys, we'll link it in the socials. But fun bit of news: the Empire Strikes Door. Finally, there was there was a snippet going round of from the upcoming Age of, Age of Resistance Snoke comic, showing um, Snoke and Kylo Ren arriving on Dagobah. But we didn't really want to cover a few a page or two. We're, the issue comes out on September the eleventh, which is Star Wars Sessions Wednesday. So that, do you, you're listening to this now. You may have actually read the comic. If not. Go read it because it's coming out now. So we're gonna, you know, we'll review the comic as a whole because though whilst those expert excerpts were pretty cool looking, it doesn't tell the whole story. And yes, Snoke is still wearing his gold robe on a muddy swamp planet. So yeah, I thought we'd check it out next week. Does that fly with you, Master Blywalker? It flies. Yeah, I'm. I'm speaking. I'm speaking some crazy language. Yeah, no, it flies with me, mate. Cool. Speaking Hutties there. So uh, yeah, next week we're gonna be snoking it up for you. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. And for this week, though, we are... The chance came up to talk something different. Something that would, and actually has, sparked some discussion and stoked a few fires. And I'm going to leave it to Bly Loren to explain, because uh, this came from the mind of the Bly. The mind of the Bly... I like it. That's really cool. You, if 
you know what at work if anyone says well look why are you doing that i'll be like hey, it's from the mind of the blind <laughs> <of> <laughs> yeah. and uh they can't say nothing now anyway sharp link hmm. the question is and the main topic is people you already know it. you already love it were the empire really the bad guys dum dum let me get my beer. <laughs> it's um, time. This week, people, it's the same as last week, sadly. Nothing special. It's just a cheeky little Peroni lager. Peroni. Um, I didn't bring one to me today because I'm, again, I'm being good. Um, I, I, my bi-weekly beer will be next week. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll 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 drink one for um for both of us. Thank you, mate. It's a cheeky one. I I got a multi pack last week, so you know it, it, I I just thought I'd try this bad They're boy again well. tonight. Yeah. They're all right, although it's more of a summery beer for me, and and it's not really feeling like summer right now, no, is it, mate? Not, not anymore. That's a that's a pub garden or a cobbled streets on a lovely city on a hot day kind of beer. That's it, mate. That is it exactly. But anyway. Anyway, people, we're going to talk about were the Empire really the bad guys? First off, we're going to have some voicemails. Matt, can you do the honours, dude? Absolutely can. So we've got a voicemail from our buddies from Down Under, Luke and Woz from the Fly on the Wall podcast. Here is what they had to say on the subject, which is going to lead into our first point of discussion. Take it away, lads. Were the Empire really the bad guys? Well, first of all, they wore black, so of course they were. Um, but no, I really do feel <laughs> they are the bad guys because of all the bad stuff they did. Um, and yeah, I love them for being the bad guys, so um, don't try to make them out to be good. Don't give us some of your bloody, you know, your hodgepodge theories on how they might be good and actually the rebels are bad. No. Luke Skywalker's the good... Well, actually, Luke Skywalker wore black in The Jedi, so that kind of just destroys my whole theory there. But maybe he is really bad. Who knows? Let's wait for the rise of Skywalker. Keep up the good work, guys, and uh, love what you do, and uh, may the Force be with you both. Boom. I love... These guys. I mean, first of all, the accent, but also just the the, the soundtrack in the background. I mean, it's perfect. Was, isn't were it? you both in the it, same room, guys, when you did that? Because it's amazing. Or or was it one person using the force and doing it like at the same time yes. or whatnot? Uh, it, yeah, Force on the Wall podcast. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good as a name. Force on the Wall podcast. Yeah, I'd, I'd listen to that every day. I open up Fosters. Although I hear they don't actually drink much Fosters they down in they Australia. They don't like Fosters like, down there. It's, it's a myth. And I think Neighbours is that big out down there either. Oh, no. No, apparently not. My brother, what, my brother used to be like the biggest Neighbours fan. I'm telling you. I know that's, um, that's a giveaway. Everyone, James Bly. You know, my brother, the other half of the Blind No Night special, used to be the <laughs> yeah. biggest Neighbours fan going. So there we go. Do you know what just, blew my mind? just slightly ruined his reputation. Erinsborough no. is an anagram of Neighbours. What? Erinsborough. I don't even know. Oh, you don't know? It was, I don't know what that is. Well, that bomb, didn't it? For you guys out there who know Neighbours, Erinsborough is where they live. It's an anagram <laughs> of Neighbours. So, um, Luke oh, and Walsh, no you know, we're going to chuck another Wookiee on the Barbie. Thank you for that, lads. So, so, so anyway, anyway, enough of <laughs> neighbours. 
right? Over sessions. Lu- 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 the Fly on the Wall podcast, they, they, they made the point that, yeah, they were the, obviously the bad guys because they wore black <laughs> and they did bad stuff. I mean, yeah, of course they did bad stuff. They blew up Alderaan, right? Yeah, and Jeddah uh, City. They, they, they blew up Jeddah City. I would argue that Emperor Palpatine was an unelected leader that went beyond um, his term in power. Yeah. Um, obviously, they used brute force to control the galaxy, or you know what they what they could con- try to control anyway. And overall, I mean, they've got a point. They've got some pretty like intimidating outfits. You know, those Death Troopers. I mean, they're called Death Troopers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You wouldn't want to wake up next to one of those bad boys, would you? I wouldn't. I mean, they, they, they their guns are pretty impressive as well. So <laughs> they fancy one of those um, iron me down yeah, in an alleyway. They're really buff. They are. They are. They are chunks of hunk. Those guys are. But I mean, look who was. They're saying they're the bad guys. I mean, look at them. They yeah. They dress in black, as did Luke in Return of the Jedi, as you said. So oh, so I get. So first up, then let's talk about it. They were the bad guys. So we for this part. We're going to assume that they are the bad guys. They blew up Alderaan, killed billions of people. They blew up Jeddah, got rid of um, the last reminder of the Jedi um, religion. If you watch, listen to our Rogue One commentary on our Patreon, you'll love that bit. Um, so, and of course, they ruled with an iron fist. It was either their way or no way. And let's face it, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader weren't weren't the nicest people on the block. Really were they? There was a lot of atrocities committed at the hand of the Empire. And it's not just those two. In Greater Canon, there's so many more as well. I think they're kind of they ruled by fear and death, stripping yeah. countries of their resources, yeah. stripping breaking up families, um alienating species, including the Wookiees, obviously. So Slave Labour. Slave, slave Labour. So for a start of the ten, don't sound like good guys. No, that's it. They dude. I mean, listen, we're, we're going to try and have, like, a balanced discussion here, mm-hmm. okay? Obviously, right now, we are, we are doing, um, you know, the, they, they were the bad guys. Next, we're going to be, no, they were the goodies. <laughs> yeah. um, and both, both have really valid points, okay? And I think, I think we've covered, like, with, with the bad ones, okay? Let's say, Matt, you are walking down a market, Okay, Whistling in away, Dan yep. in 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 Dan not Tatooine, yep. Dan Tuin. Okay, yep. and uh, you are looking for a cheeky bit of Java juice. Mm, yummy. Yep. Yeah, lovely. And you run into your old mate Dexter. Okay. Well, okay. What do you know? Well, what do you know? <laughs> One of those Camino <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey, and uh, Storm- Stormtrooper comes on, shoots him in the head. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I'd be upset, and my first thing would be to say is, why did you just shoot Dexter Jetster in the head? Yeah, okay, the Stormtrooper goes, I didn't pay tax. Um, I'd say, did, did, you, did you send him the relevant bills, the letters, the chasers? You know, did yeah. he get on his back yeah. for it? Yeah, we're the Empire. We're, we're the Empire. We're highly, and, uh, we're, we're, we're highly efficient and organised. So, so the admin's in order, and Dexter Jetster, yeah, basically, he's basically had that diner you know, unleashed. He's been, he's been, yeah. he's been freeloading that place. Is that what you're that saying? That diner was dodgy, mate. That diner was dodgy, straight up. Well, it's a different galaxy, so you know, maybe that would, maybe, maybe that would be a good way to end it. I mean, the the prisons could be overcrowded, but Dantooine's quite sparse. So who's going to know? 
Yeah. Oh, what, in in universe, right there, right then. What, how are you reacting? Are you going, yeah, too right for the empire? <laughs> or are you thinking a bit harsh? Uh, well, I'm so, uh, to be uh, in in universe, I will toe the line. In inside, I'd be thinking, mm-hmm. oh dear, this is the most horrendous, <laughs> heinous thing. That's that's me being okay. extremely polite. Ooh, a heinous nice. murder has just been committed in front of me. But on the outside. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, that, he deserved it, punk. Yep, can't okay. wait to see that flag okay. rain across so, the galaxy. So why? So okay, so he I'd goes, lie, oh, fantastic. He, he goes, okay, fantastic. Can you help me put this um, flag up? I'll, and I'm um, planting that in the ground. And, and and no, 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 it's above. It's above like this street. Like it's a market street, right? Mm. And you are putting this flag from one bit of the building to the other side of the building mm. to, to almost like cover an alleyway. Okay. Um. And uh, he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to be doing it. You're going to be doing it with a Wookiee. He gets a Wookiee over, Wookiee's in handcuffs, and he's whipping him. Well, then what are you thinking? <laughs> You're not selling this in the sense that I don't want to be the Wookiee. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm it's the, a great I'm analogy. It's a fabulous no, analogy. It's saying. a great story. I mean, again, I'm, I'm towing the line, to be honest. I, I, in, 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 in universe, hey. I'd be like um, Salacious B. Crumb. I'd just be the I'd be that sort of laughing weasel. I'd okay, I'd so, be mortified, but I'd have to try right. to show it. All right, hear me out. Yep. Hear me out. Okay. okay. So you've done that, the Wookiee's down, <laughs> and uh, he goes he goes the Wookiee he sends the Wookiee over to get him some Java juice, and you're thinking, Oh, you know what, flipping heck, I only come out for some Java juice. Like, <laughs> what's going on? This has turned into an hour's like slave labour. And uh, he looks you right – well, he looks you in the eye. You're not 100% sure he is looking in your eye you know, because, you know, he's got the uh, Stormtrooper helmet mm. on. And, you know, you can't tell that he's looking at you directly in the eye. But um, he, he comes up to you and he says, listen, where's your family? And you go, oh, they're down there in my, in my, in my house. Yeah. And he goes um, – he looks at you, right, and he goes – have you paid your taxes? <laughs> and <laughs> and he goes, uh, you're like, well, you know, well, actually, how would you how would you respond? I'd say, take my wife and kids. That's payment. <laughs> and I'd say, Wait, I'd, so you've not paid your taxes, or? Well, I'd like to think I'm a I mean, law. Matt, I, I'm a law-abiding citizen, but I think I've already shown myself to be a bit of a sneaky little wet, a little wet lettuce. So if I could try to get right. away with it, I probably would. Right. I'm telling you, if this was this has pretty much just turned into a role playing game. Yeah, I'm and, dead as well, uh, I think. I don't I don't I don't have any dice on me, but I do have a um British power socket charger converter <laughs> to the European continent one. Um so I'm gonna flip it and if it lands on the British side, you're saved, and if it lands on the uh bit that goes into the European sockets, then then your character dies, okay? You ready? I mean, actually, I mean, it would make more sense if I got a coin and did it like that. But that's boring. Who cares? Yeah, about right, that? I'm using the force. Right, anyway, yeah. Okay, ready? Go. Oh, you survived! Yes, the weasel strikes back. Return Have of the weasel. Laugh. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, a sweet talk the stormtrooper. We're going out for dinner there later. There we go. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So on top of the fact that Matt pretty much just by the skin of his teeth survived a uh, stormtrooper bashing, basically the the Empire did a lot of bad stuff, right? And they manipulated a lot of people, a lot of galaxies, a lot of aliens, 
um, and they made people feel real bad. But as Jin Erso said in Rogue One, was it really a problem if you didn't look up? Hmm. This is true. This is very and a good and, line as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a phenomenal line, and it's actually a really good point. Um, and I think that kind of leads us into no, the Empire weren't quite the bad guys we think. Uh, should we move so. on to that bit? Yeah, whose who's lovely voice has taken us through this one? It's none other than the Welsh legend Luke Summerfield, a.k.a. Tom Jones. <laughs> it's not unusual, guys. Hey, guys, it's Tom Jones here. Uh, yes, the Empire were totally evil, but I think a lot of people who work for them were innocent and just did it because they needed the money. And let's face it, when Luke blew up the Death Star... He killed nearly half a million people. Let that sink in. How many did the rebellion kill in their fight against the Empire? As DJ says in The Last Jedi, good guys, bad guys, it's all just a machine. Loving your work, guys. Take it easy. What a voice. Tom Jones himself, so... Luke is Tom the contrarian. Yeah. He is Lad. a Delilah over there. The Empire were evil, but those who sided with them were not. The rebels were just as bad. So he's saying that the Death Star, obviously, millions and millions of people were killed, uh, as well as generally how many of the rebels killed in general. As DJ said, good guys, bad guys, all just a machine. So Luke's actually saying, well, actually, would maybe the Empire weren't the bad guys. The Empire themselves were a highly strung political organisation. No doubt about that. But planets were governed in the aim of peace and stability. And whilst the Empire reigned, there was no war. There was only war that the rebels bought. There was no war. The higher uppers were the issue. I think that's the case either way. The Death Star wasn't constructed and ordered by the governor of some backwater planet. All of the resources required were ordered by Palpatine. So planets were plundered. But who's going to say no to the Emperor? People have heard that this guy has like unspeakable power. Plus he's got some geezer called Darth Vader at his side who will slice you in half for breathing in his direction. They were the bad guys. Yeah, fair play. The rest of the Empire, well, they were just rather politicians or people going to work in sanitation for an easy day's job. I mean, let's face it. If you're you're working for the Emperor, the Empire, you're getting paid to do your job. You know, you're keeping the galaxy in order. And then someone comes up in a scruffy looking uni- uniform and says to you, what I think you're doing is wrong. He, I want to fight, basically. So you got this rebel trooper start shooting at you. Are you going to say, you know, oh no, I'm, I'm not going to have this, or are you going to, you know, take care of business for the greater good of the galaxy and quash and you know quash this insurgency, these terrorists? And that's it. The question is, Matt, do we know what the population of Alderaan was when that was blown up? I'm going to hasten a guess at, uh, cert- I'd say certainly millions. If not billions, but do you know what? I'm going to find out the answer. It was two billion. Was it actually? I've just googled it. Two billion. Ninety-five percent were humans and five percent weren't. Right. Okay. What about the Death Star? The Death Star was. I think that that was more towards like a few million, maybe. But I'll find out if we was well. Mm. The Death Star. Do you know how many? Two hundred sixty-five thousand six hundred seventy-five plus. 50,000 gunners, okay, 600,000 troops, 31,000 stormtroopers, 43,000 ship support, and 180,000 pilots. So, all in, just over a million people. Okay, so, okay, 
And what, is that Death Star 1 or 2? That's Death Star 1. I guess Death Star 2 would be, I mean, probably something something similar, but um, because it's only partially completed. But there's still enough people working on it. Construct contractors just there for a job. So when you weigh it up, really, I mean, obviously, the, 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 you, you could argue that the Empire, you know, were the first guys to fire on Jeddah City and um, on Alderaan, but also the Rebels. You know, they came in and they, they ruined a lot. They they blew up the Death Stars, you know, and they, I'm sure there were innocent people on there. There were people who, you know, just got a job because they pretty much had no other options in the galaxy and just rolled with it. And when you think about it, people, 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 two of our franchise's biggest heroes have come straight from the Imperial ranks. Yeah. And one of them being, of course, Han Solo. Now, the other being Finn, but I, I, I know that's First Order, but I mean, come on, pretty much. Yeah. You know, Tomatoes, yep. Empire, Empire 2.0, right? And right, Han Solo came from the Empire. Yeah, Princess so, Leia you know, worked for the Senate. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there, were, there, were, there might have been a few other Han Solos in there. We'll never know. They were all blown up. Yeah. There was one guy no, who was ter- one day from retiring on that Death Star. He had one day left before he retired. Boom, gone. In a in a flash of light, because somebody didn't like the, the station in Jeddah, you know the Empire were coming in, they're taking the Kyber, they needed it. You know the insurgencies report saw Guerrero's partisans, they fought back, they started the fight. So the Empire see, they used their 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 means to silence them. And in terms of Alderaan, they'd ask they'd ask you know give us the location of your base, and we'll make this easy. Of course, then Princess Leia lied; she didn't give it to them. So as punishment, you know, they you, you, with, with, you give one hand, we'll take with five. You know, it's only if, if they played ball, would any of this have happened? I, I've done. Maybe it would have done. I think. I think another aspect we need to consider: economy. Yes. Right. The empire brought stabilization from an economic standpoint to the galaxy. Remember, people, the Clone Wars had just ripped apart the galaxy, yeah. or a lot of it, yeah. right? The Empire comes in, right, okay, we're all using the same credits. We're all going to be, you know, using the same measurements, you know? I'm guessing they're using the uh, Imperial system. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> right? uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. I got it. Um, and, uh, you know, just lots of different things. It would have been a lot better for business because the alternative is under... A rebellion, like we see in the Mandalorian, there is, you know, a lot more chaos. Might not be for the core system, but structure. for the outer rim, certainly, you know, there's going to be less structure. You could argue the Empire brought structure to the galaxy, and I get that. I think that's a pretty good point, to be honest. Yeah, again, there was no war. There was, there was, you know, it was, a, it was a period of essentially peace in a way. There was, you know, the economy, jobs, ship, you know, ships need building. The, the empire had plenty of jobs going for people, so there was, there was that. Sounds like a pretty good yeah. place to live, if you ask me. Yeah, sounds sounds delicious, to be honest, mate. But listen, listen, you know, the discussion doesn't actually end there. In fact, I see that there's a little drinking corner over there in the corner that might. <laughs> provide a few other opinions what do you reckon what does it say the bantina this looks like a pretty swell place to have a just just to uh to knock back a few so should we enter this uh this charming looking abode 
Mate, let's go in. Let me just open yes. that heavy door. Bosh, look at look at all these look at this colourful array of people here. Look at these welcoming Imperials with their guns. They all look really pleased to see us. Barman, pint yeah. of Persana IPA, please. Filth. Um I will please have um a cheeky uh Vanos vodka. <laughs> I just came up. I, 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 I just came up with yeah. that. <laughs> and cheeky Mando's for the lads as well. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, as, as per, we asked the greatest listeners in the galaxy for their thoughts and opinions. Uh, and the galactic wasp's nest was unleashed and poked. What have we got first? Yeah, you guys did not disappoint at all. There are some meaty answers in here. So, people, ready those beautiful ears because we got some fantastic responses. Up first, Brock Bellinger jumped in saying, this is a great question. Thanks, guys. I believe that the Empire was a totalitarian regime. Is that right? Totalitarian? Yeah. Thank you. A regime run by a man who pretended to be a genial politician. Despite the evil atrocities the Empire committed, the rebels also killed billions. I believe that neither side was fully correct in their methods. (laughs) What a start. To, just, to, just to poke that wasp nest a little bit more. Uh, Blake Richard Gutierrez said, I've always been Team Empire, but they are definitely the bad guys. Ooh, filth. Up next, the Slaver said, yes, yes, they were enslaved. The Wook- Hang on. Yes, yes, they were. Enslaved the Wookiees and committed genocide on Geonosis to build the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Separated Force-sensitive children and babies <laughs> from their parents to turn them into Inquisitors oh, by yeah. force, or worse, es- execute them and kill, execute drink, and then <laughs> killed said parents. And I could go on. I mean, yeah, I mean, slavery and genocide, and yeah, I mean, yeah, good point. I'll take that. Yeah, be pretty frowned upon, I hear, in society. So, uh, fair enough. What about mm-hmm. the boss lady, Genevieve Therese Remy? The Empire as a whole? No. But the people leading it were bad. Exactly. Good answer. Spot on. Good answer. Our next, Paddy Harvey said, kind of, because they did so many bad things. But I think they were the vehicle of the Sith. Yeah, good point. I love the idea of, like, kind of. They're kind of the bad guys because they did some bad things. Um, Star Wars woman added, "Yes, they were the bad guys. The Emperor subverted do- democracy for his own pleasure. It enslaved races and greedily plundered anything of value. However, they they were supported by plenty of good people who valued stability and believed propaganda because the truth is scary. The propaganda is a fantastic point, actually. Star Wars woman. Yes, we shall double our efforts. Um, <laughs> Lewis, I, I just wanted to say that Lewis Sop says." The idea of the Empire wasn't all that bad, apart from the anti-alien stuff. <laughs> apart from that stuff. I think, I mean, yeah, fair play. I think it was the Sith who manipulated the idea and turned it into the dark and aggressive group it was, concentrating on controlling the galaxy rather than looking after it. What a lovely, mature answer. Good point, Lewis. We're getting, we're getting some of these answers. Andrew Brewing said, Call me when the rebels are sending suicide bombers into the Mos Eisley Cantina. LOL. As long as it's not the Bantina, I don't mind. Although I'd say the Dreamers from Stalker Era's disbanded outfit at least merit nomination. So again, one hand we've got, you know, the bad guys, but then you've got the rebels doing the same thing. It's a bit dark, isn't it? Imagine if, like, we get, like, an episode in The Mandalorian (laughs) where, like... 
Greedo just comes in, bang, everyone's dead. <laughs> and that's it. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be actual Greedo. It'd, be, it'd, it'd, it'd just be a... Um, his cousin a, or uh, Yeah, yeah, his cousin. Or his sister. Greedo. Yeah, Greedo. <laughs> yeah. And his dog, Greedo. Greedo. Yeah, absolutely. Up next, Sam Rocky Dork simply said, for shall. <laughs> I love Sam Rocky Dork. Far, far away news. Just like the, ju- the last Jedi explained, it's all a machine, similar to what Luke's uh, Snicked87 said. Yes, the rebels have a holier cause, but both sides have their dark side. In, in terms of choosing, it's best to choose the lesser evil. Just like I said, just toe the line if you have to. Yeah, absolutely. So up next, we have regular listener, patron, and just all-round galactic legend, Old Iranian Rose. Now, this is a fantastic thought, it's, it's, it, and, and it's got some brilliant like points in it. So, so listen up, people. She says, I just wanted to add a few thoughts for you to touch on on your discussion. One is that when people say the Empire wasn't all bad, what they're probably saying is that not everyone serving under the Empire was bad. I think... This is a very valid point. Just look at Lost Stars. Mm -hmm. The Empire had good people in it, just as the Rebels had people willing to use terrorism to achieve their goals, like Saw's partisans in Leia, Princess of Alderaan. However, I have never been a fan of comparing Alderaan and the Death Star and people arguing that the Rebels killed millions on the Death Star so that they are no better than the Empire. The Death Star was a military target, a battle station. It had been used as a weapon of mass destruct- of destruction in an act of war. The rebels had every justification to destroy it. Of course, it's awful innocent people lost their lives. War is awful. But that doesn't make the rebellion equal to Tarkin and Palpatine. I feel like people who praise the glory of the Empire and reverse and revere its system have never met anyone who actually lived under an authoritarian regime with an oppressive dictator at the helm. The horrors of such governments are never worth whatever advancements in economy or industry that are made. And I think this is a fantastic point. And this is why Star Wars, especially the original one, 1977, a lot of it had political messages and political undertones. But they were so subtle and so well put into the film, so it wasn't always necessarily obvious and smacking your face Mm. obvious um but they're there and rose has pretty much got it like spot on and um i wholeheartedly agree with her point rose is always somebody who can bring the heat to a discussion and back it up with intelligent conversation so rose thank you so much and also shout out if you want to hear about rose and her upbringing this is relevant Listen to the Steel Wars uh, podcast when she was interviewed by Steel himself on there. It was a fantastic listen, and I urge everybody to listen to Rose's story because it's inspiring, and it's also just a damn good listen as well. So thank you, Rose, for that. Next up, we had Dan Alex Hales. He said, I'm an Imperial boy myself. Imperial boy, huh? Yes, they did conduct a few genocides, but in the long run, it ended the war, and for much of it, they did provide peace and security. Absolutely, Isaac Pevy said, <laughs> and, uh, and let's just add to the point, uh, Isaac, all-round legend, all-round patron, top man. Um, said, top man indeed. Well, obviously, yes, they were. They blew up planets. <laughs> but the rebels also committed mass murder on several occasions. Moral of the story, live free, don't join. Oh, that's, that's another time we've heard that cheeky little DJ quote. 
maybe the last Jedi I did know what he was talking about in the end. And Sean Hudson, familiar name to me, said the British Empire wasn't particularly a showcase of our finest moments, which is interesting. Uh, but, we're, but does that make yeah? There's, there's, this is a political melting pot. This is so uh, yeah. Good shout. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of all those amazing comments, we also got John Lormer, Soul Survivor 1, David Kugowski, Sean Holler, Harris Mokhtar, Timothy Iverson and Sam Barge, who all said no. And that's not all of them who said no. We didn't have all day. And also for the for this as well, this is just a, this is just a sample. But Jamie Binniger, Lightspeed Reader on Instagram, follower. Chance Cook, Jay Wilson, Matthew Lannan, L. Bobbin, Ryan Thompson, Mark Hoskin... Daniel McCarty, Kelly Hoston, Mason Hall, Chris Helly, Brandon Liu, Ray Ricky, <gasps> Kyle Roussel, Chad Benefield, and Carrie Perrin, amongst many, many more, all said yes, they were the bad guys. <laughs> oh, so interesting. Right, and to end the debate, we put the question out to the polls, and here is what we got. The Instagram results were 74% yes and 26 percent no a quarter of the people agree with the destruction of Alderaan obviously you know military justification I guess yep there's some empire heads out there what about Twitter what do the guys in the tweets say 78 of them said yes percent and 22 percent said no so we're, we're lining up fairly tightly there to the point where three quarters said okay they're not they're not the, they're the bad guys but there's enough people out there who are quite sure that the Empire weren't actually the bad guys. It's true. It is true. And, I, you know, I see some of their points, but I still think I'm going to go with uh, Rose's answer. That's that's probably my favourite of the night. But on top of that, we also got a cheeky little question from none other than Paul Buckle on Twitter, who sent us the following. With all the footage shown last week and everyone sidetracked with Dark Grey, it was mentioned that Palpatine is properly back. Could he have been dormant and protected all this time by that fleet. Was he the Awakening Snoke mentioned? And I think that is something I never thought of. And it's a really good point, and it could well be. What are you thinking, Matt? First, let's all acknowledge that Paul Buckle is a, is a legend. I love Paul Buckle. This, oh, when I saw this, I was like, this is, inc- this is a great find. And people, because oh, people are pointing to the scene where Snoke says... The droid will soon be delivered to the Resistance, leading them to the Last Jedi, Skywalker Returns, and New Jedi Rise. Because, oh, it connects all the titles together. <gasps> but then, Snoke actually says to Kylo, there's been an awakening, have you felt it? Kylo says, yes. But then, crucially, after that, Snoke says, there's something more. The droid, the droid we seek, blah, blah, blah. So he mentions the New Jedi. Then he says there's been an awakening. And then he moves on to mention about the droid. So he'd already addressed the new Jedi, which we assume is Rey. Is the Awakening something else? Is that the something mm. more? Has this actually been thought through all along? Because he, like I said, he, the new Jedi arise. We, we are quite safe to assume that could be Rey. After that, he mentions the droid that they seek on the Millennium Falcon with your father. And then in between that, though, he drops in. You know, there's something... You know, there's, He just drops in as being an Awakening. That is separate to the new Jedi speech and that is separate to the droid we seek speech just happens to say there's been an awakening have you felt it and then he says there's something else actually as well I never thought of this now 
I when I get I dislike getting comments like this, and the reason why is because I now want this to be the truth. And if it's not, I'm going to be really disappointed because I genuinely I mean, think this is point. a great find. Is it going to be? It's it? a great. Find. I don't know, but it's a it's what well, there's speculation that's wild, and there's speculation that's measured, and this is a very astute find, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great find, and it's definitely something we got to bear in mind on the lead up to. The Rise of Skywalker. And I cannot wait. So that was our discussion and thoughts on whether the Empire were the good guys or the bad guys. Just as a disclaimer, if you hadn't already realised, it's all a bit tongue-in-cheek, of course, and it's all we are basing this all on in-universe governments and not the real-world governments, so we're not likening anything to the real world. All a bit of fun, guys, so I hope you enjoyed us having a bit of a laugh there. I also tend to side with Rose to say that, whilst both sides did have methods which were unsavoury, I think one had one was more you know, had more reasoning for being that way than the other. So I I agree with you there, Rose, as well. So thank you everybody who contributed, and all those who we couldn't give a shout out to. Thank you so much for that. So should we move on to something a little bit lighter? Should we hear a little bit of a a bit of poetry in our ears? Let's do it. Vice Admiral Holdo, respect. Vice Admiral in coiffed hair and gown. So, Poe, you can wipe off that frown. It is my sacrifice, me who will pay the price, when it's time for the ship to go down. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Admiral Holdo respect which is what she deserves and did you know that when a tree falls in the forest and no one's around curtis smith can hear it he's the only man who can uh admiral holdo respect i liked her in the last jedi i thought she's a very good character i liked her more in the in princess of uh in leia princess of older on the canon novel but were you a fan of holdo master blywalker i do you know what i uh, it, it depends actually on my viewing of holdo uh, hang on before i continue <clears throat> Always Curtis, always a legend. Absolutely. Anyway, um, back back to the conversation. Yeah, no, I, I for the most part, I actually like Holdo. I think her intentions could have been a little bit more um, e- explained or a, a little bit more obvious. But basically, the long story short, a lot of people are like, "Why was she so secretive?" Blah 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 blah. They didn't know fully how or Holdo didn't know how they were getting tracked. Right. Yeah. So anyone, the likelihood is she was thinking there's a spy on board. Right. I can't tell no one anything. And, and I'm not going to tell them my plans, um, so on and so forth. So actually, you look back at the film, it all makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. And I love the hold I maneuver. I think that's one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. Yeah. And it was, it's, a mili- it's, a, it's still a military operation. You're not going to have your captain tell the privates or the commanders or the captains everything. There needs to be a no. level of confidentiality. But I guess uh, Kurt has been up there. He could have stopped. He would have, fu- he would have finished the First Order off. Absolutely. He would, he would have destroyed them with his thumb. <laughs> yes. or, with his, or with his hot lyrics. Yes. He would have dropped some bangers and, and Snoke would have crumbled. That would have, that would have cut him in half. That's what it would have sliced Snoke in half. Hux would have been no more. Hux is gone. He couldn't handle the power of Curtis Smith. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. 
Absolutely. This week, ladies and gentlemen, it's my turn to host the game. We do a game to finish off the show every week. Matt, are you ready? I'm ready than I'll ever be, Captain. I hope you are ready, because this game's going to be a little different, mate. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm sweating. First off, it, it, it's, it's quite straightforward. Okay. Don't worry, okay. don't worry. Have you got your phone nearby? I do now. Unplugged Good man. and ready to go. Good man, good man. Okay. Matt, pick any letter in the name Jabber. B. B. Definitely. Go for final answer. Now go to now go to your phone. Yep. Okay. Now, Matt, go to your contacts. <laughs> Here we go. Contacts. <laughs> and type type in B for me. Okay. B. Yep. Now close your eyes. Done. I'm actually closing my eyes here. Okay. Now scroll on your phone and click on a contact. Yep. Okay. Who is it? It's the state. Can you say? It's my statesman, Jonathan Book. Now, Matt, you know what you have to do? Go on. You have to call him and shout, is Jabba the Hutt beefier than Mark Zuckerberg? Let's see if I can do this now. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't, you don't have to shout it. You, you know, just like, oh, you're right, mate. Um, is Jabba the Hutt beefier than Mark Zuckerberg? He'll be like, what? And you know, well, just let's, let's see what happens. Well, let's try this now. It's international time, so let's see if we can do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see if you're at work or not, Mister Burke. This is the guy I do my uh, some of my movie podcasts with. Yeah, he's a ledge. Can you hear that, everybody? Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, this is going to be good. Matt? Hey, John. I've got a... It's Matt here. I've got a... I've been given a a, a question to ask question. by yeah. my Star Wars Sessions colleague, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Uh, you, the question is, and hear me out, is, ja- is Jabba the Hutt beefier than Mark Zuckerberg? Beefier? Beefier. Uh, as in, ooh, as, I guess musclier. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I, it's hard to say under all of the uh, the lard for Java, but let's go with that. Yeah, Java's beefier than Zuckerberg. Jabba's mm. beefier than Zuckerberg. Uh, Mr. Burke, thank you very much for that. I will contact you after the show to explain what's just happened. Okay, no problem. I'll speak to you in a minute, mate. Bye. Right. Bye, mate. He works in a school and he's probably sitting there thinking, I'm in the middle of a lesson. But that, <laughs> but, <laughs> is, is he so, beefier? So, so, so sadly, mate, um, t- I, I should have maybe been a bit more specific, but what's the fun in that? The answer is no. Oh. Mark Zuckerberg is minted. Yes. He's absolutely minted. Oh. His wallet is beefier. His house is beefier. Everything about Zuckerberg is beefier. He's a, all right? he's great protection, Apart mate. from his physical appearance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, But I didn't mean that. And if you thought I meant that, then you're shallow as a worm's grave. Yeah, then you're wrong. Look, at, check yourself, then man. Then you're wrong. I think then Mark Zuckerberg has a palace, though, like Jabba. I reckon he lives in his palace with a little salacious crumb on his shoulder, just smoking that sort of Jabba stuff. Um, yeah, Absolutely. And, yeah, I, I imagine him like that, so... <laughs> That was a good idea. Filth. 
That's all right, mate. Oh. Free time. Oh, yeah. And that concludes uh, this week's again. Yeah. So thank you to Luke. Thank you to John Burke. Shout out to the statesman for joining <laughs> oh, in the game. Poor guy. Poor guy. He, he sounded incredulous, but he's a, he's a good man, and he will happily he will happily enjoy that one, mate. Fantastico. Oh, how did how did that how did that show go for you, mate? You enjoyed talking about the empires, whether they're the good guys or the bad guys. Oh, when when don't I enjoy it, mate? I mean, this is this is just always good crack. Every week we have fun shooting the galactic breeze. There's nothing better. And um, just because we've not said it this uh, that much this show, um, execution. Drink. So yeah, if you want to join us in the execution train, drink. Then you know, send us a message to say execution, drink, and we'll read it on next week's show. See how many more executions we can get in the show next week. Hashtag execution. Hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads. Yes, get it going, guys. May get that going. Cheeky mandos for the lads. Instagram hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads. Twitter hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads. Let's bring the Mandalorian to Britain in. November. Let's do it. Let's guys. do it. Peaceful protest. Let's do it. Let's remember we don't fight what we hate, we fight what we love, or whatever Rose said in the end of The Last Jedi. Oh, That's how we're gonna win. By love, basically. So let's show love and By Nando's puns. Yeah, by Nando's puns puns? Nando's puns and bring out Rose at every possible <laughs> turn because she's gonna be the spark that brings the first order down. And if you don't believe me, Will speak to me privately because Luke doesn't believe me. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun does end there. No one's ever really gone, certainly not us. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yep, check us out. We've got plenty of tiers on there, plenty of rewards for you. Uh, yeah, if you like what you see, sign up. And if you don't, we just love the fact that you're listening anyway. Talking of which, you can hear us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy you could find a podcast, we're there. And if you love the show, please do think about giving us a good review on your podcast platform of choice because it opens up the show to so many more listeners. And so many more listeners it means so many more incredible thoughts like the ones you guys have given us today and consistently have done. So thank you, guys. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell the bloke who works at KFC. Tell the bloke who works at Nando's. And also tell him that hashtag Cheeky Mandos for the lads is happening on all social media platforms. And also tell your cousin. The more, the merrier, the spicier. Mark Zuckerberg's beefier than Jabba the Hutt as well. Man, this is the podcast you're looking for. Zuckerberg, <laughs> Jabba, only on this podcast. So until next time, when we're knocking down episode 30, from me, it's Sia, and from Luke. May the force be with you, <gasps> always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes...
Tell that to Kanja Club.